Today's talk is entitled, Preparing to be Moved, and our idea is preparing to be moved from race consciousness to grace consciousness, which is our theme for this month. Race consciousness, which has nothing to do with an individual's race, color, or ethnic origin, and I must emphasize that, but rather it refers to the accumulated collective thoughts feelings, beliefs, values, attitudes, words, and actions of the human race to which we can all be subjected to. Anybody here not from the human race? Put your hand down. (laughs) Science of Mind founder Ernest Holmes said it this way in the Science of Mind textbook on page 115. And I, I shared this quote last week. The collective unconscious contains a record of all human events that have ever transpired. We are all, more or less, subject to this collective thought and, I will add, feelings, beliefs, values, attitudes, words, and actions. The sum total of all erroneous human belief binds until the individual mentally lifts himself or herself above the law of averages, another term for race consciousness, into the higher law of spiritual individualism. And I am suggesting that the higher law of spiritual individualism is when we bring God into the picture. And when we bring God, which is represented by the G, to race consciousness, we get grace consciousness. Well, we can take lessons from the master teacher Jesus, the Christ, in preparing the way for our movement from from race to grace consciousness when he prepared for the events that led up to his ascension, which we celebrated on the first Sunday of this month, which we call Easter Sunday. This morning, we are going to prepare the way for our ascension of consciousness, our expansion of life, our forward movement into a greater degree of livingness with a few words about preparing to be moved from race to grace consciousness. So this morning, I want to give you just one thing to think about, one practice to prepare us to move from race to grace consciousness using our teacher Jesus' preparation as our example and teaching tool. Do we all remember that before his crucifixion, Jesus walked, well, actually rode right into Jerusalem against his human judgment? There was that in him that said, let this cup pass from me. But he traveled the road ahead because he knew that he needed the growth it would bring. Perhaps you're here this morning because you have reached an inner decision to enter into your Jerusalem that will lead to the death of being influenced by race consciousness into a life of grace, a new life, a new livingness, new purpose and visions, new excitement, new joys, new experiences, new demonstrations of who you really are. Go back a little. And try to identify with the mental attitude of Jesus that day. It's, it's very important to understand this because it prepares us to be moved. 
He knew that the death of his physical body was at hand. And frankly, from the human perspective, he was afraid. In Matthew, we're told a few days after arriving into Jerusalem with people heralding him as king, he ate Passover with his disciples. When that was complete, he took Peter and two others with him to a place called Gethsemane. He said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying the same thing, not once, not twice, but three times. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Father, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Have any of us ever prayed like that? Oh, I'm sure we have. He was afraid. But in an instant he was bolstered and he said, But if this cup cannot pass, and if I must drink it, then let it be not as I will but as thou will. Let it not be as I will, but as thou will. These are ultimate words of surrender, and surrender is required if we are to move from race to grace consciousness. We must surrender to the power for good in the universe, which is God. Now, I want to be very clear about something. Oftentimes, the will of God has been used to explain away those experiences we would just as soon not have had. You know, it must have been God's will that you lost your job. It must be God's will that you got sick. It must be God's will that your spouse left you, and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. It can even be taken a step further to say that God's will is punishment for our sins. We committed this sin, so it is God's will that we have this experience as punishment. Right? Down front, I hear, no. (laughs) Those are most definitely race consciousness beliefs, aren't they? We love to blame the world and everyone in it for our mistakes for the things that we are experiencing, the things we are going through. And even in the New Thought movement we have given surrendering to God's will a bad rap since we are usually so focused on the and we can use it portion of Ernest Holmes' statement, there's a power for good in this universe and we can use it. It's up to us. It's up to our will. If it's to be, it's up to me, to quote the little title of one of Robert Schuller's books. You remember what I told you in the meditation this morning about the telephone call I received? And she started out being adamant that God was being cruel to her. And she said, but God has taught me to sin. God asked me to swear and to drink. I'm kind of going, what? I said, no. 
People around you may have asked you to do that, maybe have incurred wisdom on you to do that, they say, but that's not what God wants. God wants you to live and be pure and holy and help those around you. Holmes explains God's will beautifully in the Science of Mind on page 268 when he says, true prayer must be thy will be done. But the implication relative to the will of God in this prayer is not a submission to the inevitability of evil or limitation. It is the knowledge that the will of God is always good. And that, my friends, is a deep, powerful, spiritual truth that we want to move into this morning. There is a power for good in this universe, and we can trust it. Therefore, we can surrender to it. I love Albert Einstein's statement, I think the most important question facing humanity is, is the universe a friendly place? Did you ever think about that? Is the universe a friendly place? This is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves. And his answer was, yes, it is. What we are surrendering to, what we're letting go to, what we are releasing to is a higher dimension of ourselves that is greater than ourselves as we know it. Let me say that again because this is the key to this morning's lesson. When we surrender to the will of God, the will of good, we are surrendering to a higher dimension of ourselves that is greater than who and what we know ourselves to be. In fact, when we surrender to the will of God, we are surrendering to the next stage of our own evolution. And when we surrender to God's will, we are moving from race to grace consciousness. So in actuality, when we surrender, we are opening a space in us to let God become more conscious of itself as us, to let love express itself more as itself in us, to let abundance reveal more of itself as us, to let wholeness make known more of itself as us. That sounds a lot like grace to me. Does it to you? And this is what Jesus said in the garden. After he prayed, not once, not twice, but three times, to let this cup pass from him, he surrendered. He surrendered to the Father's will, to his higher self, the truth of his being. And this is how we move from race to grace consciousness. By surrendering our small thinking mind controlled by the consciousness of humankind up to this point to the mind of our higher self, the divine knower within. And in this place, why would we ever worry? In fact, worry is a complete and total misuse of our powerful mental faculty of imagination. Let me say that again because here is where the rubber meets the road. Worry is a complete and total misuse of our powerful 
mental faculty of imagination. And as you may remember, worry is a complete and total misuse of our powerful mental faculty of creation. Let me give you a personal example of moving out of worry, which is based on race consciousness, into grace consciousness, which says life, goodness, abundance are revealing more of themselves as and through us. So, a friend of mine recently brought her dream car, a BMW Z3, used but in really good shape with low mileage after consciously and deliberately letting go of some race-conscious beliefs that a minister shouldn't drive a, a hot, sporty car, and now she's needing to sell hers. It was a 10-year-old Honda Accord. She had a bit of worry, a.k.a. race-consciousness belief, that a 10-year-old car might not sell or be sold for the price she wanted. So she decided not to be ruled by that and adopted this phrase we have heard Mary Morrison use often, it only takes one, and it can be easy. So she had her car detailed. She took some nice photos of it, and then with her husband's help, they put it on Craigslist. And about four hours after posting it, they got a call. Just one call. By six o'clock that evening, the caller had been to the house to look at it and took a test drive. And by nine the next morning, it was at the mechanic being checked over. And by one that afternoon, she had a cashier's check in her hand for the full amount she asked for. And the title had been transferred. That was the only call she got. It only takes one. Hmm. And she'd been looking for a car for three weeks, about the same period of time. She'd been dragging her feet, dealing with the influence of race consciousness on herself and her life. And here's the icing on the cake. She sold her old 10-year-old Honda for $1,000 more than she paid for the BMW. How do you like that? Worth trying, isn't it? That's what we're looking for in all of these things in life. Are you willing to release worry, fear, doubt, and dread? And surrender into God's grace in, as, and through your life? My friends, this is how we prepare to be moved. How we prepare to be moved from race to grace consciousness. We see the possibility, we experience the possibility, and we share the possibility. Not because someone else says, well, I need this for me. No, they can do their own. We're sharing ours with love, like the lady that called me. She said, well, am I living with, with peace and grace when, when I have this child out of wedlock and I am raped and I drink and I've been on drugs? I said, no, you're not. But you can be. You can turn your life around by choosing to. 
You can live the life you call the good life by living with love and with peace. Now, I have no idea who this lady was or where she came from. I know it was a good call for me to have at the time because I've been going through some amazingly interesting things. But it's so wonderful to know that that grace is there. We talked a while longer, and then she said, Well, are you telling me that I can go ahead and live in God's grace? I said, Any time you want to. And she said, And what can I do about the past? I said, Don't keep giving it strength. Live with God. Live with love. Live where it is. She said, Thanks, Pastor. I'll be calling you again. Thank you. Goodbye. I have no idea who she was. When I told my wife about it, she said, well, what was her name? I said, I never asked her. But apparently she got what she needed from me in that moment. And that moment was the knowledge that she could live with grace. But she had to do it. I can't go through my life living grace for you. But I can walk with you while we're doing it together. I can't be the one to raise your children, but you can if you do it with love. And if you do it with love, the results are unbelievable. Let us pray. Oh, dearly beloved, we are here today in the sight of God and in this beautiful, beautiful sanctuary to bring life into ourselves, to bring love into our life, to bring peace into our world, and to realize we are all responsible, not for what we would like to see done our way, but what Spirit wants us to do Spirit's way. Give thanks that you are here. Give thanks that you may grow. Give thanks that you are becoming more and more every day and say, and so it is. Amen. Thank you.